been part of the Blessed Life series. I started it a few weeks ago, and I'm going to end it today. I'm going to conclude it today. The Blessed Life, and the, the first week I talked about generosity, by having a generous spirit, that uh, one of the very first words we hear as, as a toddler, as toddlers, is mine. Mine. There's a little boy back here that one of the first words he will speak and say, besides dada, mama, will be mine. I can promise you that. And uh, why is that? At our core, at times, we can be selfish. And we have to be taught to be generous. Amen? Amen. God, everybody say this with me. God is generous. And so should we. We are his children. Amen? Amen. We should be generous. So then the second uh, part of the series, I talked about tithing, which is biblical, about giving a tenth percent of our income to the house of the Lord. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. How tithing is a test. In fact, it's the only place in the entire Bible, I don't care what version you use, King James, NIV, NASB, whatever version you may use, where it says, test me in this. The Lord Almighty says, test me and see if I don't open the windows of heaven to you if you tithe. And Anna and I have done that for years now, uh, given, given to the church for many, many years, as many of you here have. But what I'm trying to tell you by this is put God first and watch God's favor begin to happen in your life. Now, I'm not going to be like that pastor that you might see on TV that says, well, if you give to the kingdom of God, that you're going to receive tenfold financially. Uh, I'm not going to preach that here because that's not what I'm trying to tell you. When I say give to the house of, of the Lord, it's talking about blessings in your life relationally spiritually, physically. How many want to have good health in their life? There's something about following this spiritual dynamic of giving. When you learn to give and put God first in your life, he takes care. In fact, everywhere he goes, he's sprinkling this favor on your life. You go this way and you're walking with him. He's sprinkling favor on your life. Amen. And, and he uses our finances in that way to see where is your allegiance are you putting him first or are you just saying lord uh yeah maybe i'll, I'll get you here on the side but what we need to do as believers is realize that i need to put him first in my life amen, amen. so let's get back to what it means to live the the biblically blessed life it means to have wholeness spiritually physically, relationally in your life. How many want to have a blessed life? Amen? You have a blessed life. Who has a blessed life? Raise your hand. You're right. Shout it. Shout it out. Amen. Don't, don't ever be ashamed of that. Here's what I do know, and, and you do too, that you know right now people that are struggling with life. In fact, if I were to dare ask you, I, I would say that most of you know someone that has committed suicide. Someone that wasn't living life or their life wasn't where they thought it should be. And they ended their life prematurely. But I'm telling you this morning what I, or this afternoon, I want to remind you that the enemy of your soul is out to steal that blessed life. The favor of God and fill your mind with the things of this world which lead to corruption and death. See, anytime you get into the Word of God and you discover principles, 
such as this blessed life series that we've been talking about, when you discover these principles, the devil knows that you are going to now start receiving God's favor in your life and he'll do anything to keep you from receiving that. How many know that's the case? Amen. So again, once you do, once you begin to follow these principles, it will transform your life forever. Amen. I wasn't raised in the church of God or in the, in the church, period. I was in my mid-20s when, when I got saved. And so I have this life that I can look back at that was before Christ. And then I have this life that I can look at after Christ. And I can see the huge difference of when I started to put God first in my life. And I left behind that, that old life, that old Rick. He no longer lives, although at times he wants to come back up and I have to stomp on him and keep him buried. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen. We have to biblically keep that old person dead. Amen. But here's here's what I want to talk to you about this afternoon. Greed. Everybody say the word greed. We know what that word means. And yet when it rolls off your tongue, it just sounds like, oh, man, I got to. Where's the, where's the scope? I got to rinse out, you know, because greed is, there's nothing good about greed. There's nothing good. You may have seen it in your lifetime. You may have seen it this morning. You may have seen it this afternoon. You may have seen it last week in some shape, form, or fashion. But this is, I, I, let me just read to you a few examples of greed. Some of you may have uh, been able to relate to this, but um, the Enron scandal Anybody remember that? Back in 2001, huge scandal. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. It all started with greed. Then there was the Lehman Brothers scandal in 2008, another billion-dollar scandal. There's, there was the Bernie Madoff scandal, businessman. All these people were greedy at the core and wanted to make billions of money off of other people. They were essentially what they were doing was stealing money. Okay, this is greed. Uh, how many know that? Um, maybe you've been like me in the past, where I've said, "Lord, you know, if I only made another ten thousand dollars, if I only made another fifty thousand dollars, Lord, if I only made a million dollars, do you realize that it's never enough? Do you realize now?" And I'm probably looking at people here that are hardworking people here. But do you know that you're probably making hopefully more than you were 20 years ago? And yet it's still not enough. Amen. It's never going to be enough if you're putting money as the goal. If you're putting money as the, as the end all. It's never going to be enough to satisfy those desires that you have. Anybody that's lived out in the world will tell you that. So... That's what I want to talk to you about today. Uh, One of the recent illustrations that I want to share with you, how many have a Ring app on your doorbell or something like that? I do in my house. I have a Ring app. So I can see people walking up to to my front door. They don't have to ring the doorbell. I already see them coming up. So wasn't my Ring app, but somebody had posted this on social media during Halloween. How many know during Halloween you see all kinds of crazy things? But somebody had left the bowl of candy out on their front door. There was a little stool, and they set a bowl of candy. And how many have ever done that? I know I've done that in the past. And, you know, it's meant to candy. uh, Trick-or-treaters come up, they grab their candy, and they go on. Well, this one child and mother came up to the door. She's looking around. She starts grabbing all the candy. 
And she took the whole candy, put some in her child's bag, and then she took the bowl. She took the bowl and put it in her bag. Now, that's greed right there at its finest. Greed. Didn't consider leaving any candy for the kids behind. Didn't consider leaving the bowl that didn't belong to her to the owner. Took the bowl. I just, I couldn't believe that. But greed is alive and well in our society. Amen? Greed is alive in our society. And unfortunately, we see it at times like Halloween and, and other places. But I want to talk, talk to you about this word greed because the opposite of being blessed is to be selfish, is to be greedy. See, greediness, greediness is nothing but just being selfish at the core. It's being selfish. No one here is a natural born giver. We have to be taught to give. We have to be taught to share. Johnny, share your toys with Aaron. Aaron, share your toys with Susie and so forth. We have to be taught that. Amen? Now, now in this, what I want to talk to you today is about this specific word. And it's found in the King James. Uh, I don't often read from the King James. Uh, nothing wrong with it. But the word is mammon. How many have ever heard the word mammon before? And I want to talk to you about what the spirit of mammon is. It's uh, back in the time of Jesus, there were, there were the common known languages at that time that were spoken were Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. Jesus spoke Aramaic. And this is an Aramaic term, the word mammon. And, and the word mammon essentially means this, to put your trust in riches, possessions, material things. Can, can, are you connecting the dots here? People that put their trust in these things are greedy, typically. Amen? Now, when I said that word greedy, hopefully you didn't think of the person that's sitting right next to you. Don't elbow them. Don't elbow them. But hopefully you're not thinking of that person. But I know you thought of somebody when I said the word greedy. You thought of somebody that you know. Because we all do. We all know somebody that's greedy. And, and, and here's, here's at the heart of the word mammon. It's an attitude that says, I don't need God. I don't need the trust in him. I put my trust in my money. I put my trust in my bank account. I put my trust in my 401k, in my pension plan. I put my trust in that check that comes in, 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 in every month. That's what the spirit of mammon says. And if we're not careful, we can fall to that belief instead of trusting almighty God. Now, is it great to have a check every month or every two weeks or every week? Oh, yes. I'm here to tell you. Oh, yes. You got to pay the bills. You got to make you got to make do. But you can't put your trust in money. You can't put your trust in your job. Your job may, may go bankrupt tomorrow. Your company may go bankrupt tomorrow for all you know. Then what are you going to do? If you're not putting your trust in almighty God, you're already in a world of hurt. Amen. Let's read. Matthew chapter 6, <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. It's in the King James Version, and it's on your outline. Listen to these words. And this is Jesus speaking here. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. That's pretty clear there. Jesus is clearly stating you can't serve God Almighty 
and mammon or the spirit of, of riches and possessions and finances. You can't serve both. It's either one or the other. And here's what I want you to get. Here's my thesis for, for this sermon. This is it right here. Mammon isn't another name for money. It's actually a spirit which can rest upon your finances. It's a spirit that can rest upon your finances. What we discovered in the last part of our series was that money that's submitted to God, when you give your first 10%, here's the principle that God, that God bestows on you. He blesses the 90%. He blesses the 90%. See, God's not concerned about you giving him money. He wants to bless your family. He wants to bless your relationships. He wants to see you putting him first. And when you do that, he redeems the 90%. And that's what I've seen in my life. I've seen him redeemed by, by bringing favor to places that I never should have received favor. He brought favor to me. Amen. And, and I've been living for God now for, you know, I said in my mid-20s, so it's been a couple years. And uh, never mind that gray hair. So it's clear that the money that is submitted to God is redeemed. Amen? amen. Can I get an amen? amen? Can I tell you also this, that the money that is not submitted to God is not redeemed? Amen. You will not receive a blessing in your life when you don't give him what he is supposed to have. This is for free right here. But the people that constantly have money troubles are the ones that never give the Lord, period. Boom, right there. That's free, okay? Have you ever noticed that the people most under the influence of the spirit of mammon tend to always be talking about money? Talking about it. Have you ever met someone that's, that uses this term, how to get over somebody? You know, how to get on over somebody? Uh, or, or they got to do this, they got to hustle this to get that. You know why they talk like that? Because all they care about is money. It's the hustle. All, it's a spirit of greed. It really is. And we got to be careful with that. Again, I'm not saying that working, you know, even two jobs. Sometimes in our society, some of you may have had to work two jobs. Amen. Some of you may have been forced to work two jobs. And sometimes we have to do what we have to do. But be careful that you're not pursuing the almighty dollar at the expense of putting God first. Amen? We have to be careful with that. See, mammon lies to us. It lies to us. It promises us these things. It says that you can have security, significance, freedom, identity, independence, and power. That's what mammon tells you that you can have. It, it lies to you. It tells you that it's the only way that you'll be protected from life's problems. Well, if, if you have all the money you need, you won't have to go through those struggles. You won't, you won't have issues in your life. Well, if that were the case, all the Hollywood and all the sports personalities that you can think of would be having it for real, right? But no, you, they have problems like you and I. Money doesn't satisfy them and it never will. Here's what God says, and it's on your outline. God says to give. Mammon says to cheat. To cheat. Have you ever been in the store, and you've given them a $20 bill for something that costs $10, and then they give you a 20 back, or they give you more change than what you're entitled to? Come on, don't lie. That's all been all of us. 
We've been at Walmart because they don't know what they're doing at Walmart. And they give you bad change, right? Target too. But Walmart, I pick on Walmart all the time if you're a visitor here. And the right thing to do is give them back what doesn't belong to you. It's not God's blessing you. No, God's testing you. He's trying to see, are you going to do the right thing? Or are you just going to walk away and put it in your pocket? Amen? It's, it's really simple to do the right thing, to give back. So God also says to receive. Mammon says to steal. Steal it. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody saw you steal it. Nobody's going to say anything. No, but God knows. God Almighty knows. And then the last one, I love this, especially beginning of the year when it's tax time. Be truthful about your taxes. Mammon says to lie. Oh, you don't have to tell them you made that much. Just, you know, get, cut it down a little bit. You know, lie, lie and, 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 and make all these exemptions and this and that. No, the word of God says be truthful. Be truthful. Everybody say be truthful. Be truthful. It's very easy, folks. It's very easy. Amen. The reason we can't serve both God and mammon is because they're opposed. They're directly opposed. Mammon says to take. God says to give. God says to give. Mammon is selfish. God is generous. God is generous. God is generous. Mammon is a spirit that that speaks to us every day, especially at the end of the month when you're running out of Money at the end of the month. Anybody else been there? When you're running out of money. Oh man, it's time to go play the lotto. I saw it up to $135 million or whatever crazy number it is. It's time to hit the casino. Because I need to hit it big. You're not going to hit it big. You're going to come back with an empty wallet is what you're going to come back with. All these crazy thoughts will come into your head. Because you think that, well, if I only had that money, that's my answer. Be careful where you're putting your answer in. It's in found in God only. It's found in God alone. Amen? Amen. It's not about driving that Mercedes Benz, living in a gated community. Here we live close by the Silverado Country Club in Napa. Very nice area. They have a PGA golf tournament there. It's not about living there. Even if you live there, you'd probably still have the same problems and worse that you have now. You have to put God first in your life. Are you listening? Amen? Amen. Do you realize that even in in the book of Revelation, in the end times, money will be used against people? How many have heard about the mark of the beast and so forth? Amen? God will, he will allow this to happen, but the devil basically is going to introduce a financial system where you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade without this mark. The beast, the antichrist, will introduce this into the world. Finances, because he knows there's control there. We have to be careful, amen? Never did Jesus tell anyone that money was the answer to your problems. God is the answer to your problems. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God is the answer to my problems. God is the answer to my problems. Now, don't get me wrong, money and mammon are not synonymous. They're not the same thing. Money is not evil. Here's one of the most misquoted verses in the entire Bible. How many have heard, you, have heard people say this? Money is the root of all evil. Have you ever heard that? 
That's not biblical. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Huge difference. We need money to make it happen in our society. But it's when you fall in love with money, when money drives you, when greed drives you, that's when it's a sin. Amen? First Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. And that's where you got to check yourself. That's when you have to check your spirit and say, Lord, am I truly following you? Am I truly listening to your Holy Spirit? It's the love of the spirit of mammon that is evil. In other words, greed, covetousness, selfishness are all manifestations of the spirit of mammon. And again, we see that everywhere. When I think of this word greed, I have one particular person come to my mind, not a member of our church, somebody I personally know. And that's all they ever talk about. If you sit down and have a conversation with this person, it's all about how to get on how to get over on somebody on a deal, how to, how to uh, make more money, how to acquire more wealth. And again, all those things, there's really nothing wrong with them. But if that's what drives you, if that's all you focus on, then it's clearly wrong. There's nothing wrong with acquiring more. If God has blessed you, amen, God bless you. And, and, and that's not the point. The point is, is that consuming you? Are you that person that's just consumed by greed? That's what this is all about right here. The reason we cannot serve both God and mammon is that the spirit of mammon is opposite to the spirit of God. Do you realize this? That God is generous and wants us to give. An open hand always receives blessings. An open hand always receives blessings. We want to be generous to our community. We want to be generous to one another. Here in this church, we know that if there's needs, we come and help people out. If they need to move, we, we help them move out. Uh, if they need assistance in their home, uh, a broken door frame or something, we help them with their home. Uh, things like that. We're here to help each other. Amen? Amen. Here's, here's something that uh, you need to think about. Next time you're experiencing a financial hardship, it's not found, the answer's not found in winning the lotto, super lotto, big lotto. I don't know what the names are because I don't play. I don't play. I, Pastor Rick, don't play that game. But there are many people that get hooked on these things, going to casinos. Hey, I had a grandpa that would go every Friday night or Saturday. He'd take the bus. And every weekend, he kept a little notepad of how much he took and how much he brought back. And surprisingly, he did amazingly well. He, he, he was always on the plus side, on the positive side. And how and why, we don't know. We just know that he had a great time. And, but don't do that. You know, we were always afraid he was going to lose everything. But God blessed him. God took care of him. Amen. Don't be that person, though. Don't be out there investing your money when you need to invest it in your family. Amen. The, again, the answer is not found in winning the lotto. It's found in desiring more of God and trusting in Him. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Matthew chapter 6. Listen to these words here also on your outline. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. 
But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Ooh, right there. That hit home right there with some of us, I think. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And a quick example of that is I work for a company. I, Monday through Friday, I work for a food company in Napa. We have a 401k. I, every now and then, I take a peek online. How's it doing? Why? Because I have treasure there. I will look into it. But it doesn't consume me. Amen? I'm planning for my future just like hopefully each of you are. But you have to be wise about that. It can't consume you. Amen? Amen? Because it's a slippery slope. Once you start going down that path, everything will start to consume you about how to, how to make more. and how, It just becomes a snowball effect. Amen? The Lord right here with that scripture is telling us, to give to be a blessing in the things that are eternal. The things that are eternal. What are those things that are eternal? It starts right here. Come to church. Come to church. If you have kids, there is no better thing you can do for your child than to have them in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. That is the wisest, smartest thing you can do for your children. Do you, let me, let me go to that again. You as parents, do you make them brush their teeth every morning? I'm talking about little ones. Hopefully now as adults you do that. But as little ones, do you make them brush their teeth every morning? I think you do. Then why don't you teach them to come to church? Amen? It's that simple. There's some things I think we, our priorities get misplaced. Some things we think are important, other things we, we don't think are that important. But these are spiritual, eternal things of eternal consequences, eternal ramifications. Amen? Yeah. I want to be a wise steward of the things God has given me. That is why Anna and I tithe. We've been, tithe, we've been married for 25 years, 25 and a half years. We've tithed every single year. I tithe before that, before I ever knew her. Once I became a believer and understood what that principle was and how all of a sudden blessing came into my life that I never had before. And I'm talking about blessing relationally. I'm talking about blessing in the job market. I'm talking about blessing in the housing market. I'm talking about blessing as a whole, spiritually, physically, mentally. I had blessing that I never had before. And all because I started obeying the Lord. And I started thinking or following what his word says. You ever wonder why at this point in your life you don't have more? Have you ever wondered that? Well, here's the simple truth. God won't give you what he knows you can't handle. Amen. Amen? Some of us know, God knows very well that if you were to win that super lotto, it would be the death of you right there. And you all, and people that know that just laughed at that because you know that's the truth. How many have heard the horror stories of lotto winners? Horror stories. I mean, you got family fights. You got quarrels. You got people killing each other over money. They were better off broke. They were better off without it. So you got to be careful what you ask for. Amen. See, when the Lord sees that, he are faith, that we are faithful, he then begins to trust you with more. 
When you see your kids faithful, you will give them more. When you see your kids that they're good drivers, you'll let them drive your car, not their car. Amen? Or you'll get them a car, I should say. But you don't give it all to them at once. Finally, as I get to the end here, Martin, if I can have you come up. Not only must we be careful with the spirit of mammon in our life, but we also need to remember that our Heavenly Father gave us the greatest gift you and I could ever receive, and that is His Son, Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? You and I as believers in Christ who are the salt of the earth must give away that very love he gave us. I love the fact that a family brought in their family, all their kids and grandkids today. Give them a big hand today. That is our task as believers. We are to tell others about the goodness of God, how the Lord can fill us with joy unspeakable and full of glory, how the Lord can, can, can bring favor to your life and give you that job give you that peace, give you wisdom. The Bible says, seek him and he will be found. The Bible says to ask for wisdom, pray for wisdom, and he will fill you. Amen. All the things that are available to you by seeking God first. Amen. Let's look forward to not only being generous givers of our time and our talents and our treasures to the kingdom of God, but to expect blessings of favor in our life as we live that oh boy there's there's something i could i could tell you i have this conversation at times with one of my coworkers who's an atheist and i've told him this because he, he'll look at me and you know he knows i do my sunday thing right that's what he calls it and um he mocks it but i don't i don't get into debates with him there's it's pointless to get into a debate with an atheist how many know that your life will speak more volumes than a debate will. So I, I just tell them and say, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, and I, when I'm looking at my coworker, I say, if, if, uh, if I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. I mean, excuse me, if you're wrong, I've, I've lost nothing. But if, if I'm wrong, I lose everything, you know. So, so basically what I'm telling them is eternal life is real. He's going to lose out on that. He's going to lose out on the promises of God if he doesn't seek the Lord Almighty. Amen? And God wants to pour out so much favor into your life. And here's, here's the wonderful example I'll give you. My wife and I, 25 years married, we have two daughters. Bianca, who was not feeling well this afternoon, and she's gone home. She was playing the keyboard. Raquel, my daughter here, and God has blessed us that they now, on their own, have their own love and desire to do the things of God, to work in his kingdom, to please him. They're doing it, not because mom and dad are telling them. They see the reason why. They see the need to. They're impacted by it. Uh, if you've been a member of our church, Raquel's a little pre walking, talking preacher girl right here. Amen. You know, and, and I'm proud of her for that. I'm proud of Bianca, who's been doing ministry on the keyboard since she was 16 years old. And we, we came to this church. I'm proud of both of them. But see, those are the, the blessings, because I think of what I was doing at that age, which was not sitting in a church house. And I think of those things, 
I just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you that I'm blessed. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for taking away my sin. And I begin become overwhelmed with what God's done in my life. Let me ask you this afternoon. Maybe you've heard some of these things today and you've realized that you've not put God first in your life and that this spirit of greed has really been at the forefront of your life. And that's easily done. I get it. I know how we can pursue this spirit of mammon, of materialistic things, of riches. I get it. But I would challenge you today and say, let's develop a heart of gratitude. We're entering into a season of thanksgiving where we do give a heart of gratitude. Let's start being generous with one another. Let's start developing a heart of gratitude. Let's start thanking God today just for the ability to be able to breathe and talk and converse. Amen? You don't have to wait till you're 39 like me. Okay, I fudged. <laughs> to give them thanks. Give them thanks every day, amen? amen. I want you to, I'm going to say a, a sample prayer. And I want everybody to just repeat this prayer. And it's about greed, about asking God to forgive us. If that's been you, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you. But I want you to just bow your heads with me right now at this time. And as I mentioned, maybe you're hearing this and you realize your life has been filled with greed. And it's gotten worse. Say this prayer with me. Mean it with all your heart. And let God transform your mind beginning today. Dear God, please forgive me for being selfish, prideful, and just plain greedy. Please forgive me for listening to the unholy spirit of mammon which is pride and greed. Lord, break this off of me. Off of my family. My descendants. Help me from this day forward. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.